aren't uprisings all over the country, and maybe there will be. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictator's enemies of the state. Hey, hey, welcome to the Rebel Alliance. My name is Aaron Bowman and you are here for episode 58 today, I believe. And we are going to be talking about how PMAs embody constitutional principles and the power of the people, so to speak. So this might be a two-part video or two-part podcast. I'm not quite sure how far or how long I'm going to go today on this one topic, just because I've got other pressing things going on right now. And I'm trying to multitask here a little bit. So I just wanted to get uh, in front of the camera today and get live because I missed a couple days last week. Things have been really hectic. So I'm trying to keep back to a regular schedule here. So let's take care of some housekeeping before we get going today. So uh, first things first, um, the websites, they are down. They're still down. We are moving servers. Um, there's some rad driver, I guess it's called. It's a little bit above my technical skill set. And so the servers are kaput. They're not working. So East Coast PMA and the PMA manifesto is currently down. And that is why there hasn't been, there were missed videos last week because I'm really trying to rectify that. So now we are looking at servers in Sweden. They have better protection, privacy laws over there. So we're in the process of migrating, moving. Hopefully I have enough stuff backed up. Uh, I was trying to do backups weekly, but I think going forward, it's going to have to be daily. So that is why things have been down. So currently, if you are looking for the DIY templates, if you're looking to schedule a time with me, you're going to have to use the contact information below. Reach out to me through either an email or text message. Let me know what you're looking to accomplish and if it's DIYs, we can work that out where you can get them sent to your email, um, that sort of thing. So there's that now uh so there's really not a lot of housekeeping today other than the fact that if you want to take back your computer sovereignty as i always say head over to start nine get one of their systems you can do a ton of stuff with it the biggest things i like is being able to run my own uh lightning node whether you want to do that or not but you can also have end-to-end -end encryption and your own search engines and your own version of chat gpt with your own language models that sort of thing where none of that information is being shared. So if you have an association or maybe you just have a large family like myself and you want to be able to communicate privately, that is definitely one way of doing it because really having your stuff in the cloud is just like saying you're basically on somebody else's computer. The cloud doesn't exist. It's just marketing. So that being said, let's get into today's topic and uh, I'll turn the chat on here. If anybody wants to jump in and let me know where you're watching from, feel free. That'd be great. Uh, if not, we're probably going to go about 15, 20 minutes today, and then I'll finish this up tomorrow. Um, things have been crazy. I'm, you know, I've got uh, a ton of things going on uh, outside of just the, the website being a major issue and pain in my butt is the fact that we have had... Um, a lot of uh, associations being challenged and I'm trying to help these people out as much as I can and point them in the right direction and that sort of thing. So let's dive into how PMAs or unincorporated associations are embodied in constitutional principles. So the first thing we're going to talk about is freedom of association, how it's protected. And you've heard me say this over and over again by the First and 14th Amendment. And really today we're going to talk about the First Amendment, how it says Congress shall make no laws respect Respecting an establishment of religion, prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridge the freedom of speech, the press, the right of the people to peacefully assemble, and to petition the government for redress. And that big key part in there, when you're dealing with associations, and if you're having a ministry or a church, you want to look more into the 
the freedom of religion. But for us, it's going to be the peacefully assembled part. And this is where there have been court cases and rulings that have pulled out of the First Amendment, specifically today, where they have had uh, that right of uh, assembly. And again, I would say go over to East Coast PMA and download the uh, reference from the um, the uh, Law Desk book, which I reference a lot, but there's uh, a bunch of good information on there. And, and if you don't have a copy, you can go to your local law library and they can show you where it is. That's where I found mine before I purchased a copy. I think I got it through either eBay or Amazon, but you have uh, section 810 talks about the right of association. And so that being said, when we're talking about this within in a uh, within your group let's say you're looking to start an association for whatever particular topic or movement or whatever you're looking to do with your association it basically provides a right of the individuals to organize and govern themselves uh the u.s constitution along with other documents so like if you're in canada for example uh oh before i get to this if you are watching this specifically from australia i have made contacts with somebody in your neck of the woods so to speak or in your outback, I guess is the correct term, uh, that can help you set up associations over there. I've been getting a lot of uh, emails and messages about uh, setting up associations in Australia. I just don't know enough over there to confidently do it properly. But the individual that I have made contact with, we had an, an hour conversation uh, a week, week and a half ago now, and we're going to be working together. They're going to be coming on here uh, once a month to do kind of just like a, a roundtable talk discussion, who knows, whatever we'll, we'll talk about with whatever, right? Mostly about association. So if you are looking to have an association in Australia, I can definitely point you in the right direction now and uh, be confident enough that you're going to get good founding documents. So uh, like I was saying, if you are in Canada, you have the Canadian Charter of Rights and it holds the fundamental principles that in, in our constitution uh, that recognizes individuals have the right to associate with others for a lawful purpose. And that's the main thing you want to remember is you hear a lot of these other um, uh, PMA hacks out there or people talking about association or common law and all this other stuff that uh, you can do whatever you want in an association. That's just not true. If you are breaking the law and selling narcotics, well, then the uh, government three-letter agencies are going to come down on you. So just remember your association has to be for a lawful purpose. And um, if you check your state constitution, you will see there is very similar wording in there as far as our First Amendment, when it comes to peacefully assemble and associating. So that's just um, the, the first part of how this kind of all uh, embodies the constitutional um, principles. Now, voluntary associations, another thing that I wanted to talk about within what we're doing today. So um, voluntary association, um, the U.S. Constitution, along with other documents, uh, I, let's see, I already read that part, so I don't want to do that. Um, there we go. So it's a good thing I have notes here because I'm all over the place. So uh, the PMA themselves, nobody can force you to join one, right? Nobody can say, oh, you got to join my association. They are formed through voluntary participation, demonstrating individual freedoms to join like-minded groups, which is awesome, especially if you want to know how a homestead or grow your own vegetables or homeschool or alternative medicines, natural homopathic healing, or maybe you just want to have a community group where you're teaching different life skill sets and everybody brings something different to the table. What's great about this is that it enables us citizens to organize and express their views, beliefs, concerns, and promoting a vibrant society. So if you are, let's say, you know, like 
when this whole COVID thing kicked off and we were looking to do something here in Connecticut. And by just the grace of God, how we are, our paths cross, we ended up creating Liberty house out of it. And that was because we had thrown together this freedom bazaar, I guess is the best way to put it smack dab in the middle of everything. You know, we didn't want it. We wanted to shake hands. We wanted to give hugs. We didn't want to do stupid fist bumps and elbows and all that other nonsense. And nobody wanted to wear a face diaper or anything like that or any type of covering. So we threw this together in like two weeks. And it was great to see people from the community come out because I think everybody kind of felt like they were isolated at that point. And yeah, you might've had some small circles, but maybe not everybody was on the same page as you. And so this allowed us to say, okay, here's a way for us to assemble. Here's a way for us to associate with and, and be protected by the first and 14th amendment and some other things that you've heard me talk about here before, but it allowed us to organize, to run our own kind of like Republic, so to speak. You know, we have our voting, we have our boards, we have different members and different positions and that sort of thing. And it allowed us to build this community of members where we don't have to share our member list. We don't have to tell anybody what we're doing. We're not breaking any laws. We're just learning how to live a more free life with what we have around us. And, you know, everything that everybody does, whether it's online or, or anything now is so tracked and so monitored. That's why I tell people get the start nine system. You know, it, you'll be amazed when you do uh, searches on the web, when you run your own web browser through your own search or what you, your own server, what you actually see compared to going like to Google. Uh, and it's even better than DuckDuckGo as far as I'm concerned. But anyways, this allows you as a group to come together and really put into effect what's in our constitution, which is being, you know, able to be self-governing. So, uh, and that's going to bring us into the next one, self-governance and autonomy. You know, PMAs are, are, I hate using the term PMAs. That's not really what they are. They're unincorporated associations, but, um, the that's just the catchy term online. So we're just going to go with the PMAs. Uh, you know, they are typically self-governed entities. Like I said, um, the members get to make decisions collectively. They can operate with their own internal structure. And that's where the bylaws, articles of organization, it's kind of like your constitution for your association and then your membership agreement. Right. And the internal structures, it has rules. It, it explains the decision-making process. So this isn't like, you know, uh, what is it, Lord of the Flies, where it was like, you know, everybody for themselves, you know, and, and you were building your, your teams and whatnot. But it's it's more of a refined way for a group to come together. Now, again, you've heard me say before that you don't necessarily need to have a group uh, or documents within your group. Let's say you're a group of like four or five. Maybe you don't really need it. But if you're growing to be a larger group, maybe you have, you know, 100 people within your association, you're going to want to have all this information written down so you can make these you know decision making and what the process is and rules if somebody should get out of line or maybe somebody's viewpoints don't align with the association anymore and now they're becoming toxic within your group how do you remove them and this is what's so great about being self-governed and having you know and acting like a republic you know like we are here in the united states where everybody says we're a democracy but you know we're a constitutional republic that is how the associations are run so it's a great way and this aligns with the republic principles reflecting of self-governing and participation you know that's just one of those things where if you really want to be able to I guess be, like I said, more self-governing. This is a great way of doing it. Um, so 
then I, you know, looking at this with, you know, how associations embody the constitutional principles, uh, one of the things is the protection of members' rights. I always get this question. And there are protections, and we see that in Supreme Court cases. Again, I would direct you to East Coast PMA at this point, but because the website is still down and I'm really trying hard to get it set up, but with everything else going on around here, it's taking a lot longer. So there may not be an episode tomorrow because I might be working on that all day, but um, we'll see. Maybe I'll just host a live chat and pop in whenever you want and and say hi and ask your questions maybe we'll do something like that but anyways we have the supreme court you know case that i've talked about before naacp versus alabama and that's all about how you don't have to share your members list of your members with anybody and that's because like here it would have been detrimental to the naacp you know i tell people that have associations if you have let's say a ministry and you are providing education to your members children or your members kids and the licensing department comes by or somebody says hey i need to know who all your members are or, i want to know you know how you're operating because i think you're operating an illegal educational facility or daycare or whatever you want to call it you don't have you can say yeah we have 12 members or we have 15 members but you do not have to give them the names of anybody and that's what's great because what happens is let's say you were to give those names and we didn't have this protection through these court cases in the constitution then they could go and harass these people and be like did you know you're dropping your children off somewhere that's not licensed by the state and blah 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 so it's very important and the and the whole purpose is so you know is for your members to feel safe and understand that there is this protection so that you can pursue your collective goals and foster beliefs, which um, are admittedly that you admittedly have the right to. And that's kind of a quote more or less from the NAACP uh, versus Alabama. So that's also important to understand that. And one thing when it comes to membership, I always get asked, well, you know, how do we select somebody? And again, when it comes to associations, the greatest part is, is nothing is really written how they have to be run specifically. You can make a lot of that stuff up yourself. So you could say, okay, well, we want to have this criteria or we want to have that criteria, right? So I have this little blurb here that says, um, the association can establish their own membership criteria and rules, allowing like-minded individuals to gather without interference, elect leaders, participate in decision-making process, foster a republic value, we also find a system of checks and balances within the structure of the association. And that's important for your members to understand. They need to know what they're joining and what your purpose is. So not only do you have a mission statement within your association or to kind of give you a blurb to, so people understand what your association is about, but as they start to understand the protections of having the association, they start to understand that, okay, well, now we don't need to be interfered with anybody. You know, again, you're doing things lawfully now. If you're breaking the law, you're running a brothel, selling fentanyl, and you know, um, you know, stealing catalytic converters because that's really big in my area lately. Uh, then you're going to get in trouble. You're going to get shut down, right? A an association won't protect you from that. But if you're looking to be, you know, more self-sufficient, if you're looking to add life skills, maybe you want to buy chicken eggs from your neighbor, or you know, milk or what have you. Again. Those associations are going to have some pushback because of the USDA and things like that. But on average, if it's between you, your members, and a fence post, most of the time nobody's going to know as long as you have that intimate association. Because most of us, most of us, if I can talk correctly, don't want to end up in court battling the state or local officials or anything like that because our pockets are nowhere near as deep as as those individuals. So um, 
it and again like i say with everything else we do we want to have defense and depth so you know not only do we want to have the association but maybe we want to throw in uh, an unincorporated business trust or anonymous llc and there's multiple ways of doing things so that is uh kind of uh what i wanted to talk about when it comes to the um you know, protection of members' rights, you know, uh, I think it's something very important that they understand. Um, let's see, I'm going to kind of skip around here. There's some other things I wanted to talk about, um, but we're at like 15 minutes now. And um, I think I am going to do a second part to this. We'll do a, a part two. I don't know if it'll be tomorrow, but maybe Wednesday, uh, but I will get a part two because there's some other things that I do want to talk about. And that's going to be uh, freedom of expression, privacy rights, checks and balances, constitutional limitations, that sort of thing. But one of the things I really want to hit on real fast um, before uh, we end today, um, because again, I wanted to keep this this podcast episode kind of short because this is a lot of information to take in. And uh, I wanted to go over uh, the difference between uh, freedom of association or the right of association and freedom of assembly. So the right of association allows individuals to join with others in pursuit of a common goal or an interest, right? That's the whole purpose of an association. Uh, this right is crucial for a variety of activities, including forming clubs, political parties, labor union, religious groups, advocacy, advocacy organizations. It enables individuals to amplify their voice and extend their influence beyond what would be possibly um, for the uh, individual. The Supreme Court of the United States has recognized the right of association as an essential part of freedom of speech, holding the effective advocacy of both public and private points of views, particularly controversial ones, and enhancing the um, unabidedly enhancing the group's association. So you have to think of the you know the right of association is that it's a group of people coming together, and the difference between that and that darn dog of mine is barking like a fool i think the kids are getting home uh the difference is or the the other side of the coin is the freedom of assembly which refers to the right of individuals to come together in physical or virtual spaces this can include demonstrations protests rallies meetings and other gatherings for expressive activities so you can see that there's a difference here one is because you want to get together for a certain goal and the other one is the freedom of assembly, which is about getting together with people to express certain activities. The freedom of assembly is pivotal for democratic engagement, for the ability of citizens to express their opinions, demand government accountability, and participate actively in a republic process. It ensures that individuals have the space to provide uh, a space to publicly voice their concerns, celebrate, or protest, thereby planning a playing a crucial role in the functionality of a healthy republic. And it might be easier for me if my other eye would be working, but uh, hopefully come May, I won't have this issue anymore. So those are um, just some of the points I wanted to hit today. And again, I am going to do a part two to this because there are some other things I want to talk about, like constitutional um, limitations, checks and balances within your association, how that all works, uh, privacy rights. And again, if you are interested in the document that came from the constitutional law de desk book that covers a lot of the stuff. And it's a really easy read. It's a great read. It really even cites different cases that you can look up on your own. Uh, again, just either leave a comment or email me saying, Hey, I want the law desk book copy PDF and I will shoot it right off to you because you can't go to the website right now and download it. Unfortunately, because that is 
again, a big pain. So again, you know, like I said, freedom of assembly um, and the right of association. I really wanted to cover that because I think there's some confusion in that sometimes. So remember, one is for um, a group coming together to pursue common goals and interests. That's your your association, right? That's why you're associating. And then the freedom of assembly specifically is the right of individuals to come together in a physical or virtual space. Uh, all right. So we got uh, Dustin here. I'd like the PDF, please, sir. Great. Dustin, just shoot me a email to right here. Let me just put it in the comments for you. If I can type. Oh, my goodness. I'm, geez, I'm having a hard time typing today. There you go. That's the email. You can just uh, shoot me off an email and just put documents or law desk book in the subject and i will shoot that over to you i kind of wish this uh yard stream kind of worked like um like uh zoom where you can just drag documents in and then people can download them that would be a great feature to share with people uh but again uh, if you're watching this in the replay and you're not on here uh like dustin is then you know just leave a comment or an email or I, mean, I don't think you want to put your email in the comments, but you can email me or shoot me a text. All my contact information is always in the description. And that way there, I can shoot this off to you and you can really see what I'm talking about. And that's why I, I try to do things a little bit differently than most of these people that you'll see online is I try to back up everything that I'm saying with actual documents that you can reference yourself. You know, it's always a uh, it's always, you know, you want to check and verify everything, you know, you don't want it to be like, oh, well, this guy just said this, so I'm going to do that. You know, there's so many times where I've seen things like that. And uh, if you weren't on this past week's, uh, this past month's PMA manifesto call, we had a great conversation kind of about this where, you know, some of these individuals out there are pushing this stuff that kind of, you know, it's it's cyclical, uh, that's the word, no circular i cannot talk man this is a rough day today i can't talk uh but uh you know it goes in circles and um the uh a lot of the stuff that is on the fringe or the patriot mythology stuff kind of comes and goes and you see people lose their homes and all this other stuff because they try to do all this crazy acceptance for value and all these other things. But, um, it was a good conversation how, you know, one of the, uh, individuals on there, he's been, you know, at this for, you know, over 20 years and, you know, he's been in the trenches. He went to jail. He's done all this stuff and he'll tell you a story and maybe I'll have him on one day and we can kind of just, you know, talk and you guys can kind of hear a different perspective on things than what you'll see. But anyways, my whole point is that I try to back up everything I'm saying, whether it's documents on the website when it's working that you can download or, providing you where I'm getting the information from, right? Because I don't try to keep things close to the chest. I want you to understand where I'm getting this information from, how I'm interpreting it and bringing it to you. And that way there you can educate yourselves and then others within your area. And this just kind of grows and moves. And then we start seeing associations pop up all over the place. And then, you know, people like, Hey, I belong to three or four different organizations, you know, uh, organizations like this are not like this, but organizations were very big or clubs were very big in the thirties and forties and probably even the fifties, I would say your moose lodges, your elk lodges, all those different types of things where these, you know, people got together and they met for whatever the reason was. So I think it's important to know a lot of this stuff and I'm just trying to back it up with actual documents for you. So we're hitting 23 minutes now. Again, like I said, I will do a part two to this uh, probably tomorrow if I can get the website stuff straightened out. Um, but we'll get into more of the uh, 
privacy rights, checks and balances, constitutional limitations. But um, I think the big takeaway from today is I really wanted people to understand the diff. Well, one, where we get these rights from, or we're not get them from, but where they're talked about and protected within our constitution. And like I said, if you're in Canada and you're watching this, we have the Canadian Charter of Rights. For those of you that are across the pond in, in Australia, reach out to me. I have somebody that I can put you in contact with over there that I spent over an hour with on a video call. And I'm very comfortable with the, um, uh, sending people his way because he knows a lot more when it comes to Australia than I do, uh, leaps and bounds more than I do. And I don't want to set anybody up for failure or put anybody in the wrong direction. And then I think the other part of this was really understanding the difference between the right of association and the freedom of assembly. So with that being said, we're at just about 24 minutes. I've got a few other things to attend to and work on this website. So thank you always for watching, spending your afternoon with me. Hopefully this made some sense and we will probably be live about 2.30 tomorrow afternoon. So thanks for watching and I will talk to you tomorrow to finish out this discussion about the power of the people and how PMAs embody constitutional principles. Talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Uprisings all over the country and maybe there will be. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictatorship.